this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we wrap up Colossians with the new life at home and in the workplace, a door for the word, greetings part one and greetings part two. Then we launch into Paul's epistle to Titus on Friday with the hope of eternal life. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your grace. Make haste, O God, to deliver me.
A reading from 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please pray with me. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, I am but an unworthy servant, and yet you have put me here to proclaim your word to these people at this time and in this place. I pray that you will use the words that I will preach, that those who hear may believe the saving message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that in faith they may endure to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. That is the prayer that I pray every time I enter the pulpit. And until this moment, only the Lord in heaven has heard it because I've never prayed it out loud. The only exception would be the modified version that I use with the seminarians down in the vestry before we come up the stairs on the days when I preach here in chapel. I like to pray this way because I like to remind myself of my own deficiencies as one of God's ministers. Yet I also like to comfort myself with the knowledge that God's Holy Spirit working through his word accomplishes that for which he sends it out. And so this is why I pray that prayer. And this is what I thought of as I read the text that was given me to preach today from 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy, of course, is a wonderful text for us here at the seminary to learn and to study as it sets forth a good example for the preacher, for the pastor, he who will be ministering for the church of God. And of course, it's also good for those who receive that ministry to read, to learn, and to understand. As for this reason, I'm a little surprised there aren't a lot more sermons on this text in our media server than there are. And yes, I know the librarian talking about the media server, but it's a good place to go and look and see what others have said. And on this text, there's not a lot, but that's okay. It's excellent advice for the preacher. It's excellent for us to read and to contemplate today. So Paul gives Timothy wonderful advice, which has been passed on to many a pastor. Let no one despise you for your youth as it was quoted to me on Vicarage. Wonderful words to say to a young first career pastor in his late 20s, fresh out of the seminary. 
But here when Paul says this, he does not mean that you should be obstinate, shut down any opposition with a harsh word or something like that, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. By doing this, there will be nothing for those who would dislike you to say just based on your youth because you have been a good example for them. Until I come then, Paul tells Timothy, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. That is, continue to do the work of the ministry. Take comfort in the gift you've received, the grace of God which he gives you to do this work and immerse yourself in all of these things. Immerse yourself in the word of God. And then we come to our final verse, and this is the verse that got me thinking this time. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Now, this is certainly the, the verse that causes us to pause and to think a bit. By doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. That sounds like an awfully tall order for the preacher to save himself and other people. I know that if it is up to me, if it depends on me as a preacher, then woe is me and woe to my hearers. So what can Paul mean by this? Well, of course, we like to let scripture interpret scripture and in this case, we do not have to go very far. Our reading this morning started in verse 9, where Paul says, This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. That saying, of course, is what proceeds, where Paul urges Timothy to train yourself in godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. This is that trustworthy saying. In the following verse, then, when he says, For to this end we toil and strive, he's referring to that godliness. We toil and strive for godliness because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. So then, it does not depend on me. It does not depend on me as the preacher preaching. It does not depend on you as those who sit in the pews and who hear. But our hope is set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people. He is called the living God because he is the one who is, the God who exists, the God who lives. He is called the living God because our Lord Jesus Christ, after he made satisfaction for our sins, was raised again, and he continues to live and reign with the Father in heaven. Our hope is not set on the preacher. It's not set on our own training for godliness, our own efforts towards righteousness. You who hear, it is not set on the man who stands in front of you. But our hope is set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people. This, then, is the great comfort for us. It's a great comfort for the preacher and for the hearer. It is a great comfort because it is a confirmation for us 
that despite the deficiencies of the man who stands before you, our God's Holy Spirit, working through the word which is proclaimed, accomplishes that for which it is sent out. The Holy Spirit, working through the man who devotes himself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation and teaching, working through that, the Holy Spirit creates faith in those who hear, and he sustains faith in those who hear. So when Paul tells Timothy, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching, persist in this, for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers, he is telling Timothy, this is what the Lord will do. The Lord will do it through the word that you proclaim. So focus on these things. So you who hear then, those of you who aspire to the office of the ministry, do this. Focus on these things and take comfort and the knowledge that the Lord works through the word you proclaim. And those of you who hear, also take comfort in this knowledge. Because again, if it were up to me, if it depended on me, woe to me and woe to my hearers. But it depends on Jesus Christ. So therefore I am blessed, and blessed are those who hear. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please pray with me once again. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, although I am unworthy to proclaim your word, I thank you that you have given me this opportunity to do so. Send your Holy Spirit to work through that word so that those who hear may believe the saving message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that in faith they may endure to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you. For you answer me. Hide your face from my sins. And blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart. I will glorify your name forever. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. Let us pray. O God, by the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, let your Holy Spirit dwell in us, that we may, he may enlighten and lead us into all truth, and evermore defend us from all adversities, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father. Through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my duties in life may please you. For into your hands I commit myself, my body and soul of all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. 
Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.